This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Today's episode is brought to you by Schmitz. If you've always wanted to try a natural deodorant, but were worried it might not work, don't worry, Schmitz does. You'll never find aluminum or artificial fragrances made with coconut oil and essential oils Schmitz keeps you fresh all day, naturally. Visit schmitz.com to learn more or find it at a retailer near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's not quite Bachelor season. It's coming. In fact, on this podcast, we're going to really get back to basics with Bachelor content next week. But first... I want to talk about Below Deck today. We're going to do that uh, with Justin Curdo of New York Magazine. But even before that, this Cassie and Colton situation, I mean, I don't even really have a comment except to say that I hope Cassie remains safe. And I hope that everyone um, is finding support uh, from mental health professionals and from family and friends if they need it. And I hope that for both of them, um, they're able to move forward I think if you read the various reports, there's all the information that's out there. And, you know, there's not a lot else to say. I think that it actually would be almost irresponsible to comment further since it's an ongoing situation. And I just hope Cassie is safe. And as the story unfolds, if there's something to discuss, we certainly will. Next week, we're going to start doing a countdown to the Clacia season. Claire and Tasha can't wait. Um, Today was announced that Tasha is the host of a new Bachelor Nation podcast. They really try to trick us into thinking that ABC was officially confirming that she is the Bachelorette also this season, but not yet. We we see your jokes, ABC. I won't fall for them. Anyway, so much Bachelor to come, but first let's talk about Below Deck. And now to discuss Below Deck, I'm joined by New York Magazine's uh, Vulture news writer, Justin Curto. Hi, Justin. Hi. Thank you for joining me. I've just learned that you also went to Northwestern, so this is very exciting. You're, um, yes. I think you're like my second or, or third 
uh, fellow reality TV watcher on this podcast, you've gone to Northwestern in addition to Roger Sherman. So I'm always glad to have a reason to mention it. Um, <laughs> Justin, you're here today because you, reca- you recap Below Deck for Vulture. Um, how did you get into watching Below Deck in addition to it being a wonderful show? What brought you to it? Um, it was just like something that I would happen upon on TV and just get sucked into a few of those like really long Bravo marathons. Yeah. That happen like one of what I think is the good things of having cable is like oh, being able totally. to just like kind of sit and get really just like sucked into that world. And I don't know, Below Deck was fun because I've I've always meant to get into the Housewives and never really like taken the dive, but it seemed a bit like like you get the rich luxury you get to like <laughs> go on vacation with these people, but then you also get like to see the perspective of like the workers and it's kind of like this fun little play along like oh maybe i could like work on a charter yacht <laughs> and do this and then, and then you see everyone arguing and all the drama and still get all the like pointless things and you're like working on a yacht seems really hard first of all yeah. this the last couple of weeks have really brought into relief how little they get to sleep like if you go out partying and you go back to the to the ship at 3 a.m you've only got two to three hours of sleep. Like how do they make it through? Plus being hung over on a yacht. I mean, they do complain about it, but it just seems like if you're rocking at sea and you get, and you're hung over, I mean, that's a disaster. Who, who wants that? I, I can't imagine <laughs> being a yachty, but you know, I, I give them credit. Um, this season in particular, I feel like is best watched binge watching. I, full disclosure. The reason we're talking about it right now is because I love below deck. However, I just caught up. So I was I watched most of this season at once, which I think was a good choice because um, this season definitely not as good as last season, which I would say was peak below deck med. But just in general, just kind of a weird season. Are you enjoying it? I I'm not. I will say right <laughs> off the bat, <laughs> I, wow, uh, it's it's kind of felt like a slog because I've been watching it week by week as I get right. screeners. Um, so this thing has dragged on now for 16 weeks for me. Oh and my God. It's going to be 20 episodes. It's going to be like one of the longer seasons they've done. And I'm like, just end it now. Like I ended up watching, um, I was watching the ending of season three the other day. Uh-huh. And I was just sitting there thinking like, it's going to be so great to watch these people walk off the boat and get to like, <laughs> you're ready to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I, I want to see people like, rob like leave and never come back i want to like i want to get to finally totally say goodbye to some of these people do you think the season was hampered by the fact that they just had to completely cut out rob that's his not rob what's the um pete Pete. pete is who they cut out who you saw like a really quick shot of him not this week but the week before and i was like oh right pete was on the show and then he had really um offensive um I believe transphobic uh, and also racist uh, Instagrams from his past. So that as a result, they, they cut him out of the season. Um, and I wonder if that affected some of the storylines, although you have to think that still the Hannah storyline was going to be the biggest, which is what they were teasing, like, you know, throughout essentially. Um, but I, I wonder if that affected it. I, I don't, I, it's, uh, the thing is though, they so seamlessly cut Rob out. I mean, I keep saying Rob, they so seamlessly <laughs> cut, cut out um pete that i'm like well maybe they didn't even need him anyway it also it made me wonder like what else is happening who else is there that we're just not seeing yeah it's well on pete i 
I mean, a lot of the commenters on my recaps are like, Mm -hmm. well, it sucks because Pete's not there. It sucks because they were probably planning on like putting so much of this on Pete. Um, I found Pete annoying even when he was on the show. There's nothing Um, special about Pete. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the last season of just like regular oh. Below Deck, but there was this like big misogyny storyline there too. And it felt like we were kind of rehashing this whole thing again, having Pete on. And so it, it was just kind of tired and annoying. And they also didn't like cut him out right away. Like it felt like yeah. they let his storylines play out with him getting demoted from lead deckhand. And the deckhands right. are never, I, I don't think they're ever the most exciting part of the show anyway. I think typically the bosun is usually like one of the most exciting parts because they, there's like, yeah. there's, and that's Malia this season, obviously, which is cool. And I, I wonder if them having um, an all female leadership with the captain and the bosun and the chief stew be women was partially in response to what you're identifying with the misogyny um, in previous seasons. Um, and in addition to also like just being glad to have Malia and Hannah who don't like, who don't like each other. So like from the beginning that would introduce some conflict essentially, um, more on them in a second. But I think the other thing about this season is that like, there's no like fun vibe, like usually on below deck when they leave the ship and they, and they go partying wherever they may be. And I will say my favorite partier is probably Kate Chastain. She's, uh, you know, I'm going to miss that from her. I feel like she, like, yes, she just yes. always turned it up when they left the ship. I don't know why I keep saying ship. I don't know if that's proper terminology, but that's what I'm going to keep calling it. Um, like it's, a ti- like it's the Titanic. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just feel like they, none of them really like each other. And they're like Jess and Rob fighting all the time. Um, is not really fun. Reminds me of Ronnie and Sammy. And that was not fun on, on Jersey shore when that happened either. <laughs> Well, it's also, it's not the sort of group you want to go out with because everyone's coupled at this point. So So what what craziness could really happen? Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a dumb arrangement for nights out because you have Malia and Tom go off and do their own thing now and Jess and Rob go off and do their own thing. And before it would be like Alex goes off to try to flirt with Bugsy and then (laughs) you, you have left like Aisha and Pete, but not really Pete. And I've really come around on bugs. I was not into her at first, but I now see that she's the Sandra Lee of the waters um, with her tablescapes. <laughs> and she, we got to get her a, a food network show ASAP semi homemade with Bugsy Drake. And she's won awards. Oh, has she for in like tablescape competitions? She mentioned really? in one of the episodes. I had no idea such a thing existed, but oh, that went right over my head. I like it though. <laughs> Just got to be good at your craft, you know, to really lean into whatever whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's tablescapes or something else. Good for her. That's great. And, you know, she just she let Alex into her heart finally this their last week, which is very exciting for all of us. Yes. Um, what I was going to say, like five minutes ago, which I just want to mention, is that there's not a lot of below deck recapping anymore. Like, I feel like it's a really popular show and people it's like very popular on social media and within um, like Bravo fan groups on Facebook, but it doesn't have like a big internet footprint. Like if you just Google below deck, you get like a lot of like cheat sheet.com information about below deck and like showbiz.com information about below deck. I find that really weird. It's like kind of, it's like an extra internet phenomenon, which doesn't happen very often. Have you, as a, as a below deck professional, have you noticed that? Well, I, I spent a bit of time at people and ended up writing a lot of their below deck stuff just because no one was watching it. And that was um, like, there was a lot going on 
those seasons. And I think they've kind of ramped up a bit, but like at Vulture, it's surprising because our, the below deck recaps chart as high as some of the bigger, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and New York episodes. Yeah. Um, And it's, it still feels like just in my like day to day when I'm just talking to friends and telling them about below deck and about how much I love the show, like no one's heard of it. That's Still, really weird. Even? That's weird. It's really popular. It's the most popular show on <laughs> <Yeah>. Bravo. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. You know who loves it? It's Steven Soderbergh. Every year in his annual, like, read, read and watch diary that he publishes, like, he has uh-huh. below deck on it all the time. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's obviously a smart guy. Worship Steven Soderbergh. Love his films. <laughs> he knows so, what's up. Yeah. But I think, I think Vulture has actually done a good job of kind of noticing Below Deck because there, there was a magazine story a few years ago going into like just how it was this big ratings titan and everything. Yeah. And like, I know like people go to Vulture because it is one of the only places recapping Below Deck. And that does surprise me. But. It's pretty weird. Katie Weaver wrote that great Below Deck story mm-hmm. back in, I think it was June when the season yes. started. 16 weeks ago by your count um, or so. And it was in the middle of the season, I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Then yeah. I take it back. It was less than 16 <laughs> weeks ago. I can't believe it's been 16 weeks for you. That's really uh, with the bachelor. When we get to like week 10, I'm like, has this show been on forever? I can't remember a time when it wasn't on. It's it's you're, you're doing the Lord's work. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Schmitz. It can be tough to find a natural deodorant that works the way that you need it to. Some don't last long enough. Some just don't smell nice. But if you're looking for a deodorant that keeps you fresh all day naturally and offers a variety of seriously amazing scents, you want Schmitz. It's the natural deodorant that does work. Schmitz is the most awarded natural deodorant brand of 2019. Their formula uses innovative ingredients derived from plants and minerals, as well as coconut oil and essential oils to help neutralize odor to keep you feeling fresh. And it's never formulated with aluminum or artificial fragrances. You can choose from scent combinations like lavender and sage, rose and vanilla, charcoal and magnesium, and many more. I'm definitely going to use the charcoal and magnesium. I just got it. And you know, it smells great. Not too intrusive, you know, not too obtrusive either. I think you'll be really into it. If you have sensitive skin, Schmidt's thought of that too. 
its sensitive line featuring hemp seed oil and rich natural deodorants are made without baking soda, help neutralize odor, and they keep you fresh. Schmidt's natural deodorant works. Visit schmidt's.com to learn more or find it at a retailer near you. And now let's batch. Let's discuss what happened with Hannah and Malia. And um, in case you're listening to this podcast with no knowledge of Below Deck, which would be very strange, but I suppose it's possible. Here's the basics. Hannah Ferrier is a longtime chief stew on Below Deck Med. I believe this is like her third season um, in that post. I think it's her fifth. Right. Has she been has she been doing it the whole time? I can't remember. I think you might be right. Um, so she's been with Captain Sandy for a long time. Every year she has a nemesis. Like Hannah just does not play well <laughs> with others. She's always in fights. It's one of the reasons why I love her and why she's great television. Um, this year she has just seemed like her heart wasn't really in it. And from the beginning, it just I maybe it was because she wasn't excited that. Malia, one of her previous nemesises, nemesises, was the bosun, or perhaps she was sad that like other people weren't back. And then she was tight with the chef Kiko, who got fired. I mean, that's there's anything you can rely on in this world. It's the chef of Below Deck Med getting fired, and they're never they're just <laughs> never good enough. And it just seemed like Hannah was like not having a good time. Like even when she's salty, she used to seem like she was having fun. Didn't seem like she was. I wonder if this was selective editing because her arc built up to her getting fired and she was fired for bringing Valium, which is an anti-anxiety uh, medication. I think it's also can be used as a muscle relaxer uh, brought onto the boat. And she did not tell Captain Sandy as a result and maritime law, as they referenced many times, many times maritime law, States that you must um, like register or like log any prescription medications you bring on with them, uh, with like, well, bring on with you. And as a result, of what happened was Malia basically took a photo of Hannah like having drug paraphernalia, which included like not marijuana, but like um, like a like a oneer for to 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 smoke weed, basically. Or it was like it was like kind of a bowl, I think. Um, it was it was a CBD pen. I thought a I thought CBD it was for pen. CBD. It, it looks really weird. <laughs> I was like, "Is that a oneer?" I mean, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. A CBD pen, totally legal. And Valium, also legal if prescribed. And I can't I can't say if in other places like if you can get it over the counter. But it's not like a majorly controlled substance. It's like pretty common. Malia took a photo of Hannah's quote unquote drugs and reported it to Captain Sandy. And then Captain Sandy, with a kind of heavy heart fired hannah and she um hannah left to use the bathroom like after being uh, reprimanded by captain sandy and captain sandy like walked in on her after she had just been done peeing and um thought she was like flushing her drugs and they (laughs) and they made it seem like hannah was a drug mule who had brought like cocaine onto the ship illegally and was like drug trafficking and in fact she just she says she has a valium prescription that she just didn't report and it was strange. What was your impression yeah. of, of what went down? What do you think really happened versus what we saw? Which would, do you think I accurately described what happened on the show? Yeah, I think, I think the big missing piece is that there was this whole argument happening because Malia's boyfriend, Tom, had just gotten onto the boat as well as the new chef to replace Kiko. And Malia wanted to room with Tom and Rob wanted to room with Jess. And that made this whole like reshuffling. So then Hannah would have had the room with Bugsy and she doesn't like Malia, but she doesn't like Bugsy more. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> so Hannah would have had a room with Bugsy and Hannah didn't want to do that. And that made Malia mad because she wanted to room with her boyfriend for just literally two weeks on this boat, the last two weeks. And so Malia took the picture like in the, the day or two after that. I think she was like organizing, getting like moving out of the room and found that. Um, but she knew about the Valium for days yes. before because Hannah had, had a, this. Ha- she had a panic attack and she was, and she was like reference her Valium in the panic attack. Yeah, so it wasn't like like Malia was saying on on Watch What Happens Live, I think, that she didn't know for sure until like she saw it then. But the the timing felt very suspect and it it seemed like a little bit of a revenge thing to me. It did. Whether that whether that was the main motive or not. I also know like there's Malia's whole thing about how she wants to be a captain and she wants to be perfect and she loves Captain Sandy more than like anyone else who has worked on this boat. Um so And she, we all love Captain to... Sandy. Or I did until she fired Hannah. But we all love Captain Sandy, like Amelia. <laughs> Not an original position. Everyone loves Captain Sandy. She's the best captain of the three. There's no question. The three being from below deck, below deck bed and below deck sailing out, of course. Carry on. Yeah. That that being true, but also this season I've stopped loving Captain Sandy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Reality, I was just saying this to someone else. Reality TV doesn't make for a healthy life. And it's very hard. It's it's the only thing harder than maintaining a good image on a Bravo TV show is like maintaining a good image as the lead of a WB drama. Like I never liked <laughs> Joey Potter. I never liked Roy Gilmore. Very hard. Just just because you have to be yeah. the fulcrum of drama. And obviously reality TV makes these people go crazy. If you if there's someone in your life considering being a housewife, just talk them out of it. It's not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. But Anyway, back to Malia and Sandy and Hannah. Um, yeah, there was like an implication that possibly, well, do you think the show implied that it's possible Malia was like, like just trying to like set her up? Or do you think that's come about since it aired and like the, the kind of the conversation around it? I, I think the show implied it. I think the editing was pretty like, from what I remember, there was this transition from, okay, they had the argument now she finds the drugs, quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> and, and sends the photo to Sandy. Yeah, I agree. They're talking about it like it's cocaine. They're saying she has drugs on board. She could like be under the influence of these things. It's 10 milligrams of Valium. Yeah, um, seriously. But I, I think the editing implied it, but I also know they said they re-edited it also just to like go back and find all this footage of Hannah taking pills and we don't know if she was taking valium or i think she said it could have been like an ibuprofen or something like that because she claims she never took the valium on the boat yeah she just and she doesn't even we don't see her taking it i think when she's having that panic attack she references like her valium will will help but we don't we don't see that actually happening but it was it was really suspect yeah there's these little scenes cut in between just throughout the season of her like taking a drink of water and putting something in her mouth that i think yeah after a while, you're supposed to put together, oh my God, she's been taking Valium the whole time. Like, yeah, it was like, they really retconned it. And then there's like, there's supposed to be like this moment of, oh my God, all those times that Hannah seemed down or there was something wrong or whatnot. Because Captain Sandy had confronted her before that to be like, you need to do a better job. Plus, one thing that's unfortunate for us Hannah fans is things are running better on the Wellington since Hannah left. Since, since yes. Bugs took over, 
even Jess admitted that things are going a lot better. And that's that's hard for me because I I'm very pro Hannah. I just feel like she got done dirty. So she's not a cocaine trafficker. Like it's okay to have Valium if she says she has a prescription for it, you know? Like let's give her a break. Yeah. I th- there was the whole thing at the end when I, I think it was cut between two episodes and between the episodes Malia was on Watch What Happens Live and was saying like, well, you know, you don't necessarily get fired. It depends on the circumstances. Um, And I know like Sandy was asking Hannah if she had the prescription. It looked like when she tweeted it out later, she had some prescription on the box, but it seemed like Hannah was kind of being difficult there toward the end and just taking it as a like, all right, you don't want me here, I'll go. Hannah, yeah. But she's moved on. She's pregnant. She's like yeah. starting a new life. It is going to be weird though because Kate Chastain quit Below Deck. Yeah. And so Hannah's now off Below Deck Med. This happens with all good reality shows. Everyone just, the show and everyone on it gets just a touch too famous. It's not true of the Below Deck people. They're not that famous. <laughs> but the show gets popular. And so then the, like, the purity that made it an exciting glimpse into like some kind of subculture or some kind of special world that you didn't previously know existed like the magic goes out and it's definitely true with housewives do you watch housewives in passing yeah like a little bit yeah it's just like it's kind of a sad scene the the ones for the the ones that have been running a long time like i'm excited about salt lake city because it's like a fresh start with a new group of women but i just find oc new york and beverly hills unbearable like everyone is just so angry often too drunk and like and there's just sort of like a a meta narrative because the show is so famous now that just compromises it altogether, in my opinion. So I'm I'm worried about below deck going forward. But the, the other the other reason to be concerned is that when Hannah leaves, Bugsy gets bumped up to Chief Stew. Jess is not good enough to be bumped up to second stew. So they bring in an <laughs> old favorite. They bring in Aisha, who was on last season, and I adore. I love Aisha. How were you excited to yeah. see her? I I was. I was definitely excited to see her. She's she's a great talking head. She, she is. is just fun to have around because she's so loud and exciting and isn't isn't entrenched in this like couples drama that's happening. So she's a good break from all that. Totally. I, totally. I do think going back to what you were saying about like everything runs better under Bugsy, that's totally true. But I think that at the end of the day, like Bugsy is on the boat to work. Hannah was on the boat to work and be a TV personality. That's true. And Bugsy isn't really into the working thing or is <laughs> really into the working thing, isn't really into the like TV thing as much, except for when she goes out. She's fun to go out. Um, That's a good point. Like she can't carry a season the way that Hannah has for a while. But the thing about Aisha too is Aisha's also a hard worker. Yeah. And so we have like interior being run really smoothly by these people who are like, good at their jobs which <laughs> does get boring after a while yeah it doesn't make for good tv you're like mess up a little bit just fuck something up it's it's fine we'll all survive yeah i mean we got so many minutes of television out of rob not throwing the lines properly when they're trying to dock and like that probably occurred over 40 seconds a, a maximum of four minutes i don't know and like there was multiple scenes now about how rob was bad at tossing tossing the rope to the person on the dock trying to help them um, park the boat. Yeah. What's the, I don't know what the proper terminology is. For all of the hours I spent watching Below Deck, I still don't know how to talk about yachts properly. Well, that's the thing. Like, Rob couldn't toss the lines, but we don't know what that means at the end of the day. Yeah. And like, what consequences that has. Whereas like, if the table sucks or the food sucks, we, we know what 
that means and why that's bad and all that. And that's more entertaining. I'm glad you brought up the food sucking. I want to just say, (laughs) I think it might be Captain Sandy's fault that, that Kiko is bad. And then last year, the um, Russian chef was bad. Like, Maybe she's not hiring well, or maybe they're not casting well. That could be it, too. But, like, I don't know. The commonality here is not the chef being bad. It's Captain Sandy's order of of how things are running. And perhaps she's just not good at picking uh, talent in the kitchen, you know? I I don't think Kiko was a bad chef at the end of the day. He had limited really range. Don't. Yeah, he was, he was good. Um, but I, I do think Captain Sandy was part of the problem in that, like, after she got burned by... Mila, she became like the worst captain in terms of interacting with chefs. And she's always, she's there over Kiko's shoulder all the time, just like watching him do every little thing, just sitting in the kitchen. And it's really annoying to watch her like micromanage like that. Yeah. Bad leadership. Yeah. Very bad. Um, The other thing about Aisha when she arrived, (laughs) she points out how much the cast sucks. She's just like, (laughs) there's... (laughs) <laughs> and I I still enjoyed watching them. I think for a, this kind of season, it's better to watch um, in a couple of binges because the, the slowness doesn't really matter. It's just like on in the background or, you know, while while you're lying on the couch on a weekend. Uh-huh. Um, but Aisha like immediately identifies that these people like just don't have a vibe together. And there was uh, so many vibes last season between Aisha and Jack and Colin and just like, and, and Zhao, like the whole, it was just, it, it was a, a bang up cast last season. And it's just so funny how Asia's just like, yeah, these people suck and I want to go home. I just, <laughs> I love it because they do suck. I mean, Rob and Jess have spent the last like four episodes fighting after telling they, the telling each other they loved each other after three weeks, which like obviously uh-huh. is just ridiculous. And I mean, sure it's possible, but that's classic yacht life for you. Um <laughs> And it does seem like they suck. Who wants to spend time with Rob and Jess? Yeah, they're Rob, Rob was always this sort of like like brooding in his head sort of guy who talks about like like his place in the world and his feelings, and you never know what he's saying, but everything like hits him really deep. And so like I kind of liked how in the beginning it seemed like he was always doing the night shifts on Anchor Watch. So he like yeah. wasn't out during the day, so you didn't really have to like handle him. Um but yeah, Rob is boring. Jess at first was really entertaining to me because it seemed like she didn't know what she was doing at one yeah. point. Yeah. But now that's yeah, we, only... And we ex- needed to fuck up as you... Uh, we needed someone to, to mess up, as you say. Yeah. But now it's just that she doesn't do laundry. And right. that's not entertaining. I know. Um, and, and she just picks fights. <laughs> like, Aisha and Rob were talking. And yes. it was like slightly flirtatious at a club or a bar or whatever. And she just got so jealous. It was hard to believe that was a real person. And, and it wasn't like they put her up to it or something. Yeah. And I, in that whole thing, like Jess's jealousy with Aisha from like when they were talking to the crew mess and then in the club, I, I tend to not like siding with the man in below deck arguments because usually the guys are like, they suck. They're these like, misogynist-ish deckhands and stuff like that. But, like, in in this situation, it was very much, like, Rob was just living and was yeah. just <laughs> having a conversation with someone. And then... Cla- classic a, let him live. Here's, and then, like, a confessional of, like, just saying, oh, yeah, once I, like, fucked up an ex's house because they were, like, something with their relationship. Did you catch that one or no? I'm not sure what she said, but she also just made it seem like she's been a lot of really bad breakups and and who knows yeah. what's happened in her previous relationships, yeah. but she clearly is, she's clearly, um, 
I don't want to say damaged, but just like still recovering from other bad relationships mm-hmm. she's been in where she hasn't been treated well. But the thing is, it doesn't seem like Rob is treating her poorly unless we're not seeing it. And that's why it's like hard to be on her side. Cause it's just like, girl, like, you know, you just need to calm down, but yeah. you know, she's, she's jealous. Like, you know, like, what, what can you do? Um, I learned this week, it came out that Rob, one of my friends is like, what kind of modeling did he even do? And I was like, well, <laughs> funny, funny. You mention it. Rob once did an editorial photo shoot with Taylor Swift. I believe yeah. he. I believe this came out on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, I I saw the pictures. I heard about it. It it's something. He's so big time. I'm I, I'm like glad that there's like some some reality behind that. If you watch Million Dollar Beach House on Netflix, no, no. Um, Mike, who was on this podcast last week, really really nice guy. He um, also was a model before being on reality TV and. <laughs> Um, he was like a high fashion model though. So it's like kind of harder to put in com- in context if you don't know a lot about the modeling world. But I feel like with Rob, um, I'm like, oh, okay. Taylor Swift editorial, big time. Good for you, Rob. I like, I get it. You know? So there's more of like a frame of reference for understanding this man outside of the Wellington yacht. So yeah, I was, yeah. I was excited to learn this information, but if you, if you had to just keep one member of this cast for the next season, who would you choose? I, I want to see Alex with a new group of people. Mm, mm, I, I like that. I like Alex a lot. I don't think he got to shine really until like midway through the season when they really started cutting Pete out and when like Bugsy came aboard. Because then it was just like, he, he would just come in and be really random or just say fun things. And he's he not really fun. involved. He's not involved in any of the drama, but he is. He's like a big team player. He does a lot of the like, fun silly stuff that they need to do for like the parties or like for the guests and he's a vibes guy yeah he he reminds me of <laughs> colin a yeah. bit in that he's just someone who's like really pleasant and it's good to have one of those people around um totally I yeah like he's, he seems fun he also seems adaptable like he could get along with a lot of different groups of people yeah yeah that's a that's a good call i, I would draft him too um <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for joining me today. If you want more Below Deck, check out Justin's recaps on Vulture. Um, And I'll be back on Tuesday. Scheduling alert. Because of Claire's season airing on Tuesday, we're shifting to Tuesdays too. So that's starting next week, Tuesdays and Thursdays for Bachelor Party. And we're going to just get deep into some Bachelor content. I mean, it's like got it's kind of like minicamp or preseason. We got to start training for the Clacia season that's coming up. So I'll be back on Tuesday and talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.